0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Podcast, Noah's Cougar Cast. I'm Jacob Ardris.
1: I'm Farrah Bomarito. and I'm Adriana
0: Perea. Today, we're going to be talking about spirit spirituality versus religion. And to start us off, Farah, why'd you uh, recommend this?
2: Um, I wanted to talk about this topic just because I feel like it's such a big thing in most of our families, but it's such a taboo topic like among our friends, and that. Um, it's definitely something that we can learn a lot from, and definitely gain a lot of insight from.
1: Yeah, I agree. I definitely feel like between friends, the deepest that you know anything goes, whether it's religion or spirituality. It's just like, oh, like do you go to church? And then you know, it's yes, it's yes, it's no, it's no. But that's really it. Like they n- never go into like what actually entails in their religion or what entails in their spirituality.
0: Yeah, I think um, you mentioned that it was like taboo in like other friend groups. Mm-hmm. I didn't – I obviously didn't uh, experience a bunch of that in middle school because I went to a blueprint school. But um, in high school, it's weird because I only know a couple of people who are really spiritual. Like, um, you guys know Gerald? Yeah. Yeah, he's um, – I used to go to this youth group, and he was, like, really, like, like involved in it and everything. And it was, like, really uh, inspiring. But – and then there's, like, just other friends of mine who are just – kind of going with the flow which mm-hmm. I don't I mean I kind of get that not going to lie I mean I'm not nowadays I haven't been to church in a long time it's like um it's just I kind of drifted apart from it you know yeah and it's not really something I intended to do but it's not really I don't know but um I
1: change in leadership and just some other things that really like like, drove me away from the church and then i didn't really like go out of my way to find another church after that and so like i still had like my own like you know relationship but you know with like religion or spirituality but it definitely was not being as nurtured i mean like as maybe it could have been until i got to high school um and then i joined like converge which is the like christian group that they have here but Mm -hmm. even then that's not even really like religion centered. It's mostly just like talking about like, your passions and stuff like that, With maybe a little bit of like reference
0: to like the Bible or something. Like that. Yeah, I wondered what that thing was because yeah. I wanted to join it, but it was kind of just I felt uncomfortable for right. one. Mm-hmm. But um, also it was like a question of, well, if I'm gonna join a youth group, what's the point of joining Converged Youth for Christ? Right. Yeah. But um, I think another big thing about spirituality versus religion like spirituality what exactly is that fair so just to start off
2: in a sense like spirituality can be based in your religion like I'm I was religious Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and spiritual at the same time now I'm just spiritual where I I do have my own relationship with God and I do have my own relationship like with like, I have my own relationship with God, and I have my own relationship with nature and the earth and how I connect to other people. So that's
0: spirituality, it's just yeah. how you connect through, yeah, connect with others, okay. Yeah. I think um, they often, or they directly overlap
1: Yeah. most religions, sure. you know?
0: For sure. But um, I think everyone needs to have their own spirituality separate from religion. Mm-hmm. I agree. Is that what like, you mentioned that um, you had a talk with Audrey about, um, like, for an hour or so, like, was that one of the things you talked about, or...?
1: Definitely. I think that one of the things that we touched on was that, like, I think that some people have a hard time, um, you know, having, like, their spirituality and their religion coexist because they think that they can coexist. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think that there's just this idea that if you are religious,
0: so it's kind of like um the way i'm interpreting it is uh like your religion obviously has some beliefs right Mm -hmm. Um, such as um let's just say um gay marriage like for a long time that's a lot of things that was a big thing between church and state yeah right but um even me personally now like back when i was extremely spiritual and religious i was like and like yet again, sheltered in a Lutheran school, it was like, I didn't really care about the subject, but now it's like, yeah, there should be no reason why the state limits that. Exactly. For the for gay people. Exactly. You know? But that differs from my religion and how they view it. So I think, yeah, you need to break off at some point, spiritually, from your religion. But, I mean, you don't need to break apart from the religion entirely. Exactly.
2: Yeah. I agree. That's something that I struggled with personally, like, my my own political views based mm-hmm. based on what I believe in who I am as a person and like the people that I've met and the things that I've gone through and then like connecting that to my religion and being like well these don't line up how can I be a Catholic mm-hmm. and believe the things that I do and I think that a really big thing is finding that divide and yeah
0: it's continuing all- your life not often talked about the gap in between them Mm -hmm. you know because i'm guessing i mean i don't know what the statistic is for americans that believe in you know just god or anything but um like i I think a lot of kids are brought up in the faith Mm -hmm. you know but um they lose their way kind of midway through and it's just because of how the landscape we're in yeah you know because you have a ton of different um ideologies that our parents didn't deal with
1: right. you mm-hmm. know
0: and like they they like back when our parents were going through high school they like there straight up just wasn't any push for gay rights or stuff like that you know
2: yeah it just wasn't it was, it was kind of frowned
0: upon actually it was like really yeah. disgusting and then now it's like they're growing up is completely different than ours yeah but there's no talk about it
2: right no i mean i am thankful that like our generation has definitely changed the ways of the past, like,
0: mm-hmm, I agree. we've
2: definitely been... More proactive. Yeah, proactive, I, even like, I don't know how to word it, but like, Crusaders for change, like, everything yeah. that we see that we're like, nice. that's not right, we go and we make it our absolute mission to change it, and like, I'm really thankful that we're, we're lucky enough to be a part of a group of people that's bold enough to be like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you think it's gone a little bit too far, though? I mean, I'm just talking about the sense of cancel culture. I mean,
2: cancel culture ended a long time ago, in a sense of, like, the extremism of to which it went, but...
0: Mm-hmm. You mean, like, the Twitter, like, bombings yeah. and that stuff? Yeah. I didn't know like much into it, but
2: all that stuff that's is, all I remember. Yeah, I mean, that stuff is pretty much gone now, but, like, I think it's very important that we do hold people accountable for the things that they do. In the past. In the past, in the present, in the future, like, in the public light...
0: I think, especially
2: if, if they're public figures. If, they, if they're if they
0: willing to learn from their mistakes, you should not, like, I mean, there's always a sense, there's there always going to be people who are going to bring up past actions against a yeah. person, you know? But if they're genuinely trying to make a change for themselves, mm-hmm. then you need to just pay off, really.
2: Yeah, you need to and I think space that, to grow yeah, no, you're good. Um, I think that it's really important that we do give them the space to grow, but also not, not just accepting their growth as a note type apology like on twitter like that's not mm-hmm. that's not you growing that's you apologizing for your wrongdoings and moving yeah past i see that it. a lot
0: like especially like with any like politician celebrity anything like mm-hmm. if something they do is wrong they'll apologize for it but we won't really see them making any like active After changes change you know, and, and, like, and they'll just repeat the same thing again.
2: Exactly, and that's something that they need to be held accountable for, and that's, I think, more of what people are fighting for with cancel culture than anything. Right, Yeah.
1: and I know that people really like to criticize cancel culture because, like, you know, you're like, oh, like, you know, everybody's always getting canceled for something, you know, some, like, you know, every day. But mm-hmm. I think that you have to keep in mind that everybody internalizes things differently, so something that may not affect you, as a person, or may not, offend you, um, may you know affect or offend somebody else. So while like you know, it might it might be hard to understand, okay, well why is this person so affected by this? You just like don't know how they like react to things. And so I think we have to give people grace not only to like feel how they feel about whatever, um, we also need to give them the grace, just like you guys are saying, to grow. But also like you know, if you're if you're going to apologize or something, don't just say it, do it. They're really, you know, that they're really like cliche is saying actions be
0: louder than words it really yeah. is true yeah sure. I agree um because I mean the reason I even brought this up is because the other day you, did you see this over Mr. Potato Head and now he's just I heard a little bit about of it but I mean I can understand it but I mean it's just one of those things that's like it's always been around and I don't know why we have to change it now yeah you know there yeah
1: there's there's been stuff like that too um a lot just like even say in politics but more just like 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 the like the changing of logos like the changing of mascots like i know that at some like high schools if their mascot is like red Indian or something like yeah. people really like a person could change that because they feel that it's like, Offensive stuff like yeah. well yeah. that really
2: affects us especially in our own district oh, yeah, everything Maui, right? everything that we have here is named after an Indian tribe mm-hmm. and like, we were learning, built on Native American land.
0: Yeah, I remember back in third grade, I learned um, that was, like, Michigan history or something. Mm-hmm. And um, the teacher was talking about how, yeah, the school that I was at, it was actually built on, like, some Indian land, a reservoir. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, okay.
2: Our, pretty much our entire county is built on old Indian yeah. land. Which is, don't get me wrong, not something that I'm particularly fond of. Yeah, but, but, I mean,
0: it happened. We can't change it.
2: That That's something that we can't change. But I think that the way that we go in the future, knowing our mistakes... You can't allow it to happen again. Exactly, just like we just said, that, like, yeah, we can make mistakes and apologize for them, but if we make mis- mistakes and apologize I and don't the, change, um,
0: that's an issue. There's a big, like, moving forward, though, with stuff like that, it's like, how what are the odds something like that's going to happen again? Like, at least in a... Like, it's going to happen... If it does happen, it's going to be, like, America taking over some other country, you know, claiming yeah. their land that was theirs as ours, but it's I don't know.
2: I mean, what were the odds uh, that think, Hitler was going to take over Europe? Like, it's just something right, that you I can think never predict. US
0: in, but, um, man, I think on this topic. I mean, this is just a sidebar, mm-hmm. but in tenth grade, did you guys all remember about um? It was like Native American literature and stuff that year, yeah. right? Yeah. That stuff may be actually so sad, because, like, living, like, seeing the living conditions they live in now, mm-hmm. it's messed up. It's yeah. actually so sad.
1: There's a, there's, like, a, an argument, though, to, like, um, to be heard there, because I think that a lot of times when we're teaching about, like, Native American history, we really do only focus on, you know, like, their, their terrible living conditions and how poorly they were treated, which is very important to touch mm-hmm. on. To make sure but we
0: need feelings. to talk about what's going to happen moving forward. Like, how can we actually help them? Right.
1: And then we also need to talk about, you know, like, like their culture itself. and like The positive parts of their culture, so they aren't just painted as these, like, suffering people. As yeah. As well.
0: yeah. I think there was a lot of things like that, too. Like, there's just always the victim mentality that is, I feel like it's taught a lot nowadays, mm-hmm. but we kind of need to move past it, because everyone, like, growing up, um, not me speaking, but, like, Let's say any um type of minority, they're always going to be taught about like statistics and like how that they're going to be like oppressed and stuff. But we need a like not we need. I just say um I think we should, as a like a whole, kind of look at the positives of the situation. Like look at what accomplishments has happened despite the odds, yeah. and use that as encouragement. Yeah, you know? for sure. Like despite. Everything going against. I'm okay. Look at the amount of like change he has inspired. Yeah, yeah.
1: Really trying to keep them in this like in this hole and like this mentality that's like you know this has been going on for so long. The world's against you. You know. And, you know, like I can't do anything about it because I'm only one person. I think that people feel that way about a lot of things. Not oh yeah. Things like that, especially like. When
0: A lot of people were like that, too, yeah.
2: And it did. It ended up being a close. lot, a lot more, like, I don't know how to... The gen-
0: our, I mean, our generation definitely, I would say, decided the title of it. Yes, you know? for
2: sure. And Even I,
0: though, politically speaking, I didn't like the outcome, but, I mean, it's oppressive nonetheless, you right. know? Exactly. So it's
2: things that you don't expect that mm-hmm. really, really take you by surprise.
0: Yeah. It just i mean the outcome was so much different than 2016 with like the voter turnout and everything it's
2: the voter turnout the way that the the tides ran i guess is a form of saying it but just like they were not expecting they were either expecting trump in the landslide or biden in the landslide and it ended up being like 50 50 the whole way through on the
1: other hand though there's also a lot of like voter suppression in a lot of different counties yeah what do you
0: mean exactly by that do you mean like the um like people getting blocked from voting mm -hmm. or
1: um, sort of. So basically, in a lot of minorities, while like um like there like there were a lot of people that were from minority groups that were able to vote, mm-hmm. um there was just a lot of like still that like I like I don't even want to say traditional, but like that traditional pushback that we you know have been dealing with you know you know dating back to like you know like the days of like suffrage and all that stuff mm-hmm. where like yeah you can go but you know there's always gonna be the people that say oh but. Because this or that you know it's not going to make a difference so there was that too on the other hand but you guys are both right that we did have a really big voter turnout which i think is a good thing and i hope that that doesn't just end in this election i hope that yeah we need to you know now continue to like i think another
0: big thing we got to push for is really just um kind of independence like like do your own research
2: yeah for sure i think going into that booth um, no you're good i think going into that booth 100% 100% educated on the person that you plan on voting for is something that, like, everyone needs to do. Everyone needs to have the opportunity to do it
0: as well. I'm True. Not gonna lie at all, I think voting specifically on party is stupid. Yes. You know? Like, if you're the just gonna, clerk, Republican, The option, and the option for to, just to do that in itself is just kind of lame. Right. Because then it just kind of encourages people who are like, who identifies as either Republican or Democrat, mm-hmm. they don't even have to learn the politics that they're voting for. They can just click, they can just check off, vote all Republican, vote all Democrat. Right. And then they just don't know what just happened. You know?
1: I think that's yeah. that so important. Or uh, like you know, until you like can understand it to your fullest capacity, whatever decision you make is not really going to be a great one because you don't really know what you're making a decision on. And I think when you educate yourself, not only are you doing yourself a favor, because you're you know like preparing yourself more for like the future, but you're also you know giving yourself more space to like understand. so I can like you know sympathize with you for that
2: reason. Yeah. I think something that needs to be normalized especially with that topic is like saying like I don't know enough about this to speak to you and have an opinion on it. Like Yeah. I think that everybody is so kind of like quick to go the on place, the defense. Right? Yeah, like so quick to snap back and there's, have the sassy response and like There's
0: um there's a lot of times where I wish um I mean like, like you were saying how people, like, go automatically on the defense. Yeah. It's, I mean, there's a lot of times where I'll just kind of step back and be like, yeah, you're right. And there's times that other people have done that with me. Like, for instance, like, me and you, Farrah, were talking, like, I am like, what was it, like six months ago? Yeah. And then, then we got to a point where we both kind of just step back and be like, yeah, I see what you're talking about. Exactly, and, and I, I think c- that I I
2: having that maturity level mm-hmm. to be able to do that is something so so important in high school, and it's not everybody important. gets there. But like, it's it's important to teach yourself throughout our
0: yeah. high school to do it's that. It's kind of um, what we see a lot of it now. I kind of want to say it's a loud minority. Like whether it be mm-hmm. whatever group you're talking about, you're talking about, let's say, the feminist movement, and you have the loud minority that's kind of ruined it for like the rest of the movement. Yeah. Or you have it be the NRA, which you're gonna have a loud minority. Talking about like no regulations and all this stuff. Where, where realistically, a lot of people want regulations, but they just don't want it to be like it's going to be limiting what they can do exactly. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, I read this the other um, week or so. It's like they were having bans on like carrying concealed type weapons. Yeah. You know, but um, to first of all, to even have one of those, it's like you have to go through so many background checks and training, and you have to get certifications and everything.
2: Yeah. Like, so, my dad has one. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah, he got his, I think, five years ago. Yeah, like, five years ago. And then he went through one background check in one, I think, six-week class. And then now he has three guns that he can carry concealed. And that, that's it. Like, he mm-hmm. never has to go back for another background check. Like, nothing. And I think that, like, think that can definitely be something, like, to be checked up on. One,
0: yeah.
2: Yeah. Even if it's more than one background check at the beginning. Mm-hmm.
1: Especially like, like psychologically, I don't, like, I, I, you know, I didn't go through the process. I'm sure that they have some sort of like psychological background check, you know, for the yeah. situation. But I think that they definitely need to be more in depth. Because anybody, I mean, anybody, like, realistically, anybody can physically, you know, carry a gun and feel like use it, they can physically learn how to use it. I but mean, the way that
0: I think of it as, if any, like if a bad person wants to get a gun, they could obtain it. Exactly. You know, so
2: with or without the government. Right? Exactly. And so again. it's
0: kind of just up to. Um, it's more just about.
1: What your intentions are with
0: it. Yeah, it's um like I, I was watching this one uh guy I like watching. He's um, louder with Crowder. He has the one uh sign who says, um, it's like blank. Change my mind. You know.
2: Mm. Yeah, oh, yeah, anyways, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so he was um, he was like doing another thing like uh, gun regulation is pointless. Change my mind. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what do you call it? At the end of the show, he um, these two girls who were like really like kind of like interested by the topic. He invites them to um, like go to the shooting range and like show them like all the regulations behind guns. Yeah. And like to show them what the current system is. Nice. And I think that that was like that was like one of the best videos I've ever seen, regardless of party. Yeah. Because it wasn't even like party in it anymore. It was more just about educating. educating like, what it is, the system.
1: Yeah. I feel like, um, you know, in a lot of, you know, in those types of situations, people might be so, like, on the defense, or they might be so afraid of whatever it is that's, you know, like, being discussed because they just simply don't know about it. And that's in a lot of situations. People are scared of things that they don't understand, and that's why, again, it is so important to educate yourself so that, you know, are not afraid. hmm
0: Because no one likes, like... Especially if you're very like, if you're passionate about a thing, and someone just completely disses you about it, okay. no one likes that. No. And then it makes you just like question why are you even like why are you even asked, mm-hmm. why are you even bothered. So I think one we gotta promote discussion in America because that's something that is kind of lost, you know.
2: It's not discussion anymore. It's fighting it's, people. Yeah, it is.
0: It's it's berating my way people. or the highway.
2: Exactly, yeah. berating people on their their views. Mm-hmm. Just because they're not yours. Yeah.
1: And, I, and that's like so counterproductive. You know, everybody talks yeah. about, you know, like, like you know, being unity unified, and everything. Yeah. You know, but then, but then they, you know, go ahead and they choose to completely cut people out because. Oh um, yeah. Well, you don't see it the way I see it, so therefore we can't coexist, which mm-hmm. just
0: not do And it happens else. on both sides completely. Oh, like, mm-hmm. I can point out, like, let's say the Daily Wire and how they're always like liberals this, liberal that yada 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 right? right and then there's like on the other side of the spectrum it's like Trevor noah show you know mm-hmm. and how they'll just be saying all republicans racist stuff like this yeah mm-hmm. you know and it's more just like the generalization is completely whack now you the know?
2: generalization is is hurting more than it's helping oh, like yeah. you said it's counterproductive it it's
0: unifies people within their own party exactly. Yeah. you know it like you can rally people within your own party just, like, saying it's us versus them mentality. Yeah. When we should be pushing for it's America or, like, you know, civil war. Right. Because that's what it it almost is to that point right now. Yeah. It's like, we need to hurry up and get America, like, back on track, like, back together. Mm Mm-hmm. Or else we're just going to stand up just, like, you know, Texas is going to succeed or something or uh, California might. Right. And then just going to be a bunch of other stuff happening. exactly
2: and that's that's ruining a lot of the like we said the the progressiveness in which we've come to from 2021 the 2021 legislature based on the legislature from the 1900s like Mm
1: -hmm. even
2: if you just think like 90s past like if you look at that stuff and the way that they 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 handled stuff the way that they wrote things, the way that they talked about people, like, going back and looking at it, and then looking at it 30 years in the future,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you're like, look at how much we've done, look at how much we've changed, even just in the social context, yeah, not even in a government basis. Then like, you
0: think about how much our politicians have changed. Yeah. And it's scary. Oh, yeah. You know, like.
1: What, 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 oh, what man. democracy
0: is now is how it was. Oh, yeah. It's, it's no. completely all just, almost like a stunt show you know it's whoever's the most popular you know but popularity isn't necessarily gained Mm -hmm. through good deeds anymore it's more just about who can be either a the most vocal or b um
1: can speak better really yeah I find that a lot of times people were more in touch yeah Mm -hmm. like people like really
0: even if they don't have the best ideas, they're, if they're more in touch, they're going to be favored yeah. more.
1: Right. If they give, if, if if they can say things in a way that you know people can you know digest it, but also in a way that like people you know want to hear it and give it like give them comfort, they're more likely to like be in favor of that person, even if what they're talking about might actually not be you know the greatest actual choice. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of the
0: times too, it's like empty promises. Mm-hmm. We've seen that We've a seen lot. Yeah. that recently. Yeah. Um, I'm not, I didn't focus much about what um, promises made were in 2020, just because I was more worried about what's going to happen next. Yeah. Um, but, um, like for instance, one of the things I found kind of baffling was the whole entire vaccine rollout. Mm-hmm. You know? um, Like Biden, for instance, he said how, like, he wants to have it so it's what, a million a day? Or something like that. I do remember. But, by the time we got to Inauguration Day, it was already at a million a day. Yeah. So it's not really an increase from what exactly. was already happening.
2: If it was a million a day in more cities, I could see that, but it, it
1: hasn't
0: really like changed. Over the changed. country? A million a day? That's just not good, really. Yeah, yeah. and that, well, anyway, that, once
1: again,
0: problem though that comes with accountability is how there's not much I feel like there's nothing we can really do though I mean like how do we hold them accountable like how do we because for one it's so hard to impeach anyone Well,
2: it takes so long
0: yeah Yeah. and not to mention it's not like we can just vote them out soon I mean there's four years until then Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so it's like they're not doing what they're promised. So what can we do about it? Right. Well, I think we that can, we can voice our opinions about it. Is that really going to change them though? They have four years until the next election. You know. Yeah. So. I
2: think that rallying, rallying behind people who are fighting for change. Regardless of what side of the party, on, like fighting for Republican change or fighting for Democratic mm-hmm. change or whatever, rallying behind people and then watching them prove it. I think that taking away those supporters is definitely a good way to hold accountability, especially when the voting cycles are so long, like it's mm-hmm. like four years or two years or whatever. Yeah. And, and I
1: think that starting in your, starting your own community is like the biggest step.
0: Yeah, grassroots so, yeah. has
1: definitely become a big thing in
2: the past, the past few years.
0: Because especially, yeah, like you said, in the community, we have, that's where we have basically the most say. I mean, I a vote is a vote all around. I mean, a vote is equal in. I mean, not with electoral college, but a vote is the same in Ohio as it is in Michigan. Yeah. You know, but um, it's like you directly have more say in your community than anyone else, like in Ohio. Yeah. You know, just because you live there, you're voting in that district. Exactly. Right. So starting there is good, and we gotta focus on that more.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and I think that especially since the majority of political figures can't make their name heard unless they start in their communities, Mm -hmm. not giving them that power in the community at first just because you vote on an all-Republican ticket or you vote on an all-Democratic ticket Mm -hmm. and you just press the button and go, that's where it starts is actually educating yourself on the people who you're electing in your board Mm -hmm. and the people that you're electing in um, your House of Representatives, and yeah. all of that stuff. Even, like, your Congress, or um, your, like, states people, like your mayor and your governor and all of those people, all of those people start with their power in the community
0: and work their way up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you guys watch it. It's Snapchat. It's, like, it's a story on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. Um, what's it called? It's, like, Good Luck America.
2: I do watch that one. Yeah. Um, Peter this Hanfie. is my
0: episode. I like that guy a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. He's awesome.
0: Um... There's this one episode where he was interviewing this one, uh, I think it was a House representative from, it's either New Jersey or New York, Mm -hmm. but he was, um, he was Democratic, but he was like, he was like actually criticizing the Democratic Party for how like they're not even, like not even attempting to negotiate with the other side. Yeah. You know? Because this was back when, uh, it was like what, October, September, and there's a whole like issue with the COVID relief bill and everything. Mm -hmm. And...
2: A COVID relief bill that was still going on.
0: Right? Yeah, right? <laughs> um, but um, it was just kind of like crazy that no one else has really stopped yet. Like,
2: like nobody walks across just, like, the
0: aisle anymore. Because like if you do stand up against your own party, people are going to hate you for oh, yeah. it. You mm-hmm. know? You're
1: casted out. It's annoying.
0: Yeah. It's like, well, I don't know.
2: A big problem is that people have started putting political figures. Whether it be on a pedestal, on a, on a pedestal in there, I want to be this person, this person is the epitome of everything that I want yeah. to have in my life. And I think that that is a huge issue because now you're associating yourself with them. And once you put them on that pedestal, you can't disagree with them. And then mm-hmm. there's no accountability for their actions. And
1: then, you know, that also just... people just
0: So, uh, that was all about, um, kind of what America's, like, the problem is in America. Mm-hmm. Um, I know we didn't talk much about spirituality or religion and kind of running close on time. Is there anything you want to wrap up with that or just, like, talk about more with it?
2: No, I think we hit all those topics when we were talking about them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um, oh, there's something I do want to say about that, though. Um, I think that we've become a lot better at this, mm-hmm. but we need more religious, like, acceptance, you know? Yeah. But across all aisles. Right. You know? There's, um, we've been doing a lot better with accepting Muslims, um, but now it's, like, at the expense of other religions, you yeah. know? hmm And we can't, we can't do that. It's like we, we accept one, but then we push aside the other. Like, you gotta be able to accept our religions and, like, just kind of say that, Everyone's entitled to their own belief and leave it at that.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, everyone's entitled to their own belief and leave it at that. But then also, like, you can't, if, like, if you're going to say that, you also can't use.
0: You can't discriminate against other religions.
1: Because of your own religion. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you can live your life based on your own religion. That's fine because it's your life. Mm-hmm. But you can't use your religion as, you know, like, a justification for why you want somebody to change or why you want something to change because not everybody has the same religion as Isn't do.
0: that what's. Um, that's happening in China right, right now with all the, um, oh, yeah, the stuff really against the, the, yeah, yeah that's okay. that's so messed up. Um, yeah. yeah. I wish, m- more attention needs to be drawn to that. There's but, a
1: lot of that attention
0: to. Yeah. It's I so mean,
2: hard because there's so many things yeah. going on in our own so country many. and in other countries yeah. and there's so many topics and they don't all fall in line with each other, that focusing on one. hmm Or focusing on all of them I should say is it's taxing emotionally and mentally, like you think you had that podcast last week with David and um Chris. Chris, thank you. Um, on mental health and I don't think it's talked about how much social media really affects that, especially Mm -hmm. with the influence that politics has taken
0: on social media. The more you worry and like put yourself in the spot of like I need to be concerned about this. The more it's gonna like tax on you. Yeah.
1: Isn't there a word for that? Like it's called like it's called like like dangerous crime or something like that, or like or, or, or something of that nature. But you know, especially like during you know, like the American right now, and he's doing presidential times. But you know, like I think that it's hard, you know, not to you know go on whatever social media and see all the bad things you know that are happening right now, and just try to see like a way. It's like a never-ending
2: black
0: hole something's always going to be happening and we just mm-hmm. like yeah okay yeah that sounds yeah that's good for it um there's no way out of it because it's always just going to keep happening it's exactly like,
2: no matter where you look there's something wrong and, and nothing really you hard can do to, to fix it. Positive
0: spin on it like david yeah. was like talking about this extensively how um how it's just really hard just to see any good light about it when there's so much negative going on around you whether it be people talking about how people are oppressed or how um like some terrible event is happening in the rest of the world and you're thinking man my own problems compared to that like i shouldn't be worried about my own problems yeah
2: exactly and then you put yourself on a a lower priority list Mm -hmm. than the rest of the world when in, in fact it should be the opposite way and you are your most important self. Like yeah, you, you or need or to work. yourself before others, really?
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: And it's and like it's great to be like a caring person and to want you know to make change for like these people that are experiencing these really you know, traumatic things. But also like you can't you know compromise your own like mental health like, mm-hmm. for that reason because uh, you, you know, can't get anything done if you're exactly.
2: not you can't get anything done and you can't make any progress if you're not okay, your best okay. self.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and that's that's probably a really important topic
0: any last uh words you guys want to say no i think that's good all right well thank you for joining me for this podcast thank you you for having us uh this is jake and arger signing out see you for the next one